It's Pet Chat. We've already got someone popping through, which is great. Mark from Hexham, you've got a dog with a lame leg. Yes, um, we rescued a dog from the pound and he was exactly one year old when we picked him up. And he had been there for a fair while. I'm saying round about somewhere between four to six months. And every time we take him for a walk now, he his back left leg goes lame and he kind of hobbles on it for a while. It might, it might take a week to um, come back out of being lame. Okay, so how old is your dog now and what sort of breed is he? It's a bull mastiff and he's 12 months old, exactly. Okay, so you've only just got him then? Yes. Yeah, okay. So um, have you had him, um, it could be a few things, Um, have you had him checked out by a vet yet? Because I'd probably say that would be my first port of call. Um, Well, I was going to get him checked out, but then he came good and he was really good. And then we took him for another walk and like we went for maybe two or three kilometres. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he just, the next day he was kind of lame on that leg again. Okay, so what I'd probably say is um, there's, um, like I say, there can be a few things that can be wrong with the leg. It could be just that um, he's not used to having lots of exercise and that he needs to have a gradual exercise program building up slowly and that maybe he's just overdone it um, and then that makes him sore with muscle ache. It could be that he has got an actual problem, maybe a joint uh, problem um, or a ligament or tendon problem, especially... If it is his back leg, there's also the, what we call a cruciate ligament or the ACL. So yep. um, I would recommend that, first of all, you get him checked by a vet. Make sure that there's nothing medically wrong with him. And then, you know, um, implement just a, a structured exercise program after that. Okay. Okay. Right no okay. worries. Thanks um, for your call. Before I get him there, yep. is there anything that you can, like, rub on the leg to help ailments? Um, like- no, I wouldn't recommend putting anything on it and I definitely would never ever use any human medications because they can be extremely toxic to dogs. Um, so um, I think with him being a young dog, it's best to get him checked out first to make sure that he hasn't got any um, serious problems mm. and then do exercise with him. Because it does sound a bit strange, doesn't it, for yeah, a young dog? Yeah, not arthritic. So Absolutely. 49216216, if you've got any questions for our vet Katrina today, who is doing very well, may I say. That Thank was- Fantastic. Now, look, we're going to look at our dog bedding and we've got our guest on the phone. Danny, I'll let you introduce. Well, Sarah, you know, with dog bedding, we might think it's simple to pick a dog bed, but they come in all different shapes and sizes and colours and comforts. And it's like, which one do we pick? Now, being in the industry, I've gone through many trade fairs here in Australia and also overseas. And I always, one of my favorites is to look at different type of dog bedding because I love to touch it, squish it, (laughs) (laughs) look at the colors of the material, the texture, roll in it. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, if it's it's, uh, good enough for me, then it's good enough for my dogs. And I haven't been able to find one that good until now. Okay. And the greatest thing about the bed that I've been able to find now is that it's not made somewhere in China. It's not made somewhere in the UK or in or in uh, in in Britain or as, as I said <laughs> in, in the USA. But now. it's made here in the local Hunter Valley area. Okay. And it's a fantastic bed. So what I've on the phone I've got Brian Delforce who's the spokesperson for Rover Pet Products and he will tell us the unique benefits of his locally made dog bed and how to choose a bed for your pet. Hi Brian, welcome to the show. Hi, Danny. Thank you very much. First of all, I would just like to talk about how we got here. So Let's do that. Early last, yeah, early last year, my partner and I got an English Springer Spaniel puppy. 
very, very beautiful, very, very destructive. She would just destroy everything that we would buy for her. And a lot of the beds on the market weren't very durable, but they were still very expensive. The last bed that we bought her lasted about five minutes in the backyard before it was spread everywhere. We spent a long time searching for a product that would be suitable for our pet. In the end, there was nothing we could find, so we developed our own solution. And that's where Rover Pet Products came into existence. We spent a long time researching the materials that we would use, and we had a diverse group of dogs participate in the trial beds of the pit, but in the trial period of the bed, all with great success. The material that we use in our tough mat is a ripstop, virtually making it very difficult for a dog to tear up their bed. This is a very common problem. Now, we do offer two different types of bedding, the tough mat and our plush mat. Our tough mat is for both inside and outside use, and our Whilst our plush mat is a softer, though still commercial-grade material bed, both have the same internal filling, but the exterior is the point of difference, and that is where we get the ripstop. So in regards to longevity, our conclusion is that every dog bed purchase is a customer's investment for their pet. Everybody loves their pet. So we utilise the commercial-grade materials that are high-quality and durable. The tough mat, as it's especially designed for pets that are chewers and scratches... Brian, before you go any further, yes. with something that, that just some of the things that you're saying, that, with the points that you're yes. making, what I want to bring out is just three main points that owners actually look for when yes. they are buying a bed for their pet. And uh, from my experience, um, I, th- I think you've covered a lot of those points. There was like people will need to look for will it last if, if the dog scratches or chews it? Uh, mm-hmm. Is there enough filling or stuffing to provide comfort and support, especially for older dogs? And the third point is how easy is it to wash and clean? So I think from what you were saying, because it's made tough and durable, it's really good in terms of the scratching. What did you say about the comfort and for your older dogs, the type of filling that's in there? Yep, so for our internal filling, we use high-quality Australian-made Dunlop foam. Now, this foam is commonly found in most mattresses in your retail stores today. And the big difference is we crumb the foam to make a soft filling rather than okay. the traditional dog's now, bed feeling, which is Bri- Dacron. Brian, one other thing with, with, with all that is mm. what do we do in regards to finding, trying to find the right type of bed for our pet in terms of uh, if it's a large breed dog or a small breed dog? What are some of the things that we need to look at? Just generically, I guess, what, what we look for. Yep, so generically, you need to take into the following factors. Whether your dog is a destructive dog, what your size of your dog is, what your breed of the dog is, and their temperament. If, for example, you have a small breed dog but you buy a very large bed, the dog can feel very vulnerable. If you buy a small bed for a large dog, they can feel very isolated on this little bed. So it's all about choosing the right product that is right for your dog. And every dog will be different and every dog has its own personality as every pet pet owner knows. Yeah, what, that's the main thing in regards to, I think, with Sarah, with finding the right bed Absolutely. in terms of the age and the size of your dog. And I know with experience from dogs that I've had, you've got things like uh, dogs that are chewers. Yes. So whether you go all out and spend a lot of money to find a bed that might get chewed in a matter of a month. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> okay. right. Um, and then you've got your older dogs, which require that extra bit of comfort because they might be arthritic or they might actually get sore when they're getting up and down from the bed or laying in the bed for longer periods of time. So it's about getting the right type of textured yeah. foam in there to do it. And your dogs seem to tell you pretty quickly. They do, they do. <laughs> and that's why I thought, you know, this bed that, that, that came out, I felt, ah, 
yeah, really, really good. It seems to cover those areas really well. It's, well, thank you for that. Yes, thank you very much, Brian. It's really interesting. When my um, brother brings his dog, Roger, over for sleepovers, my dog and Roger, without fail, switch beds for the night. <laughs> It's so weird. They're identical beds, but they switch and they love it. So good on them. We're taking your calls for Pet Chat on 49216216. We've got Angel from Ellamore Vale. Angel, how can Katrina help you today? You've got a really interesting one. Yeah, I know. It's a bit obscure. Um, I've got two puppy dogs, uh, one born in Queensland, one born in Melbourne. Um, But... I've noticed we've had this cold snap here in Newcastle and they've been throwing up. Okay, so how how old are your dogs? Um, Ruby is two and a half and she's the Queensland dog and uh, Clarence is almost six and he's a Melbourne dog. Okay, and and so and how, how long have they been throwing up for? Um, just kind of the last week or so. Okay. So, um, and I'm wondering if the the change in weather. Yeah, and and because Clarence spent six months with us in Brisbane before we moved down here to Newcastle, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. So um, I think, you know, cold weather can affect dogs in different ways. Um, throwing up is not one of the more common ones that um, I've come across. Um, usually they just become a bit um, quiet and um, just want to curl up under a nice warm blanket somewhere. Um, vomiting can be caused by so many different things um and um you know it can be anything from a change in in diet that they've eaten something that they shouldn't have on a walk or in the garden that um they've got maybe another underlying medical problem um with both dogs vomiting it does seem like it would be less likely that they've both got the same um problem unless they've picked up an infection um so Mm -hmm. i think it depends on how often they're throwing up and is it just they're bringing up their food straight afterwards or are they vomiting um a lot if they're vomiting a lot they're at risk of getting dehydrated um and obviously that is a concern so i think um Really, um, I would be recommending that you do get them just have a have a vet just quickly give them a once over, make sure that they don't have a temperature, that their tummies aren't sore, um, that there's nothing else to it to kind of explain it. And, um, you know, if it if it's been going on for a few days now, then um, it's not something that seems to be clearing up by itself. You know, you get these dogs that will eat something and get 24 hours later, they're right as rain. But this is, seems to be kind of dragging its heels. So, um yeah, that would be my advice for you for today. Yeah, yeah. I guess my biggest concern is there's been no change in their diet. Mm-hmm. I and think you need need to get them checked by a vet. By the sounds of that, you've kind of it's it's one of those ones that it's hard to say. Yeah, over it's, the phone. it is definitely without it's really hard um, without putting your hands on them. And there's so many more questions that we could ask to kind of get into the nitty gritty of it, which unfortunately we just um don't have the room for um right now but i would get a vet to give you um a check over we're going to go to helen from east maitland now you've got two cats helen yes they're long haired they both sleep with me oh they're very spoiled as well then we sound like we've got a lot of spoiled pets out there and especially with the cold weather they all want to snuggle up with us don't they yeah so, Helen, have you got a question about the two cats sleeping with you or are you just letting us know that you also yeah. have some pets in the bed? 
Yeah, I'm just letting you know I also have pets in the bed. So do you get a good night's sleep with them? Like, do they snore? Do they drool? Like, how does that go? Or do they paw your head, you know, with their, net, with yeah. their claws, do the little paw thing? I sleep okay with them. I might wake up every now and then. I've got one right at my side and one at my feet. <laughs> I guess in winter they would keep you very warm, don't they? Yes. Here's one that I've always wanted to know, Katrina. Do you have to be careful? Is it the, the same sort of principle as co-sleeping with your kids? Like Sometimes I worry that um, I'm going to roll, because Gizmo gets right up, you know, right up warm, that I'm going to roll on him and bloody suffocate him. Um, as a general rule, they'll move. <laughs> so <laughs> I think you're unlikely to um, squash your, your pets um, generally. Um, but the, the only things I always think about with having pets in the bed, particularly outdoor cats, um, and outdoor dogs is have they got fleas because um, 95% of the flea population are actually in the environment so all their little eggs and the pupae and the larvae are going to be all sat in your bed which I just um, personally <laughs> makes me kind of go all itchy yeah. and scratchy <laughs> so I, I'd always make sure that you definitely flea stop treat it your Dr pets. Katrina stop it I'm <laughs> just know. scratching myself here I know <laughs> so yeah that's the only thing I'd think of otherwise um, you know there's no problems with uh, pets sleeping in the beds uh, I had um, uh, one of my puppies went to a home where it does get to sleep in the bed with its owner and uh, it's snoring its head off yeah. God <laughs> I, I um, one night seriously thought that I'd gone to bed with a trucker because it, it, my husband was away and I'm hearing this deep, loud rumble. <laughs> it's my Maltese. I nearly died because I woke up in the middle of the night going, what has happened here? Who is, who's beside me? And it was the dog snoring away. So they make a lot of noise. They can do. They can yeah. do. Do you know, going about talking about keeping warm and in bed with your pet, uh, I mean, lap dogs, there are breeds that got um, bred for that purpose in terms of keeping you warm on your lap in carriages when they were travelling distances in carriages. Truly. So, yeah, you'd have like your cavalier sitting there keeping you warm. And the other thing they would do is help take the fleas off you because back then, you know, you yes. didn't bath. Yes. You only bath once a month or something like that. So, yeah, so the fleas would go <laughs> from you to the dog because the nice. fleas prefer the blood from a dog rather than a human. So the reason they, why they had lap dogs was to keep warm and keep the fleas off the human being. Well, there you go. That is really <laughs> You learn something you every do. day. Well, that's pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pet Chat on 2 and you are FM taking calls 49216216. Now, Katrina, we're looking at older pets today. A lot of us have older pets and I guess it gets to a point where you don't really know what you should be looking for or if there is potentially a problem yeah and you know i hear it all the time that people are just like oh you know they're not ill they're just old you know she's just slowing down a bit on a walk if it's a dog or my cat just sleeps a lot that's one of the biggest ones and actually there can be underlying reasons for that um it's not always that it's just the aging process but they might actually have a medical condition which can be treated and managed and you know improve their quality of life um so the the main things i kind of see and hear about as a vet uh, uh, one slowing down of the motion so you know a dog it's a bit stiff in the morning takes a bit to get going they can't walk as far cats sleep a lot they don't want to jump onto things like they used to and actually that's a major sign of arthritis mm. and um, so you know they've got achy joints and I'm sure a lot of people out there know how uncomfortable that is and it's one of the most undiagnosed problems in cats so you know they're not just sleepy 
they're sore and especially in this winter weather they mm. just want to curl up in a ball inside and they don't want to go out so you know there's lots of things they can do you know really um with dogs regular smaller walks is better than taking them for one big big one at the weekend um that's going to be um keeping their muscles strength up and keep their joints going um swimming's brilliant for arthritis as well takes the load off the joints the other thing is weight management even if you just reduce their weight by five percent so they're not um it just reduces the load on the joints Mm -hmm. i'm not saying your dog needs to go from being you know overweight to ideal because it's not that easy in older dogs, but just reducing their weight a little bit can really improve their quality of life and mobility. The other thing is, obviously, um, if you see a vet, you can get pain relief. You can use joint supplements, um, physiotherapy. Um, there's quite a few different things out there. Um, so stem cell therapy is a big one that, for people as well. It's really starting to come at, um, into the into practice. The other thing I see a lot is... Um, Oh, it's it's just a little bit skinny. Its coat's a bit matted. It's just because it's old. Well, no, it might have a matted coat because especially in cats, they can't groom themselves because they're sore and arthritic. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or the other one is that they've actually got a medical condition. So in dogs, you know, poor coat quality might be because they've got some hormone conditions like low thyroid or what we call Cushing's disease. Um, In cats, it might be that they've got an overactive thyroid gland um, or they've got diabetes. Um, And the other one in dogs is that the weight loss might be because they're losing muscle because they're arthritic as well. So, you know, there's, and the other one is kidneys and cats, they can lose weight too. So there's quite a few medical conditions that can be easily diagnosed and managed if um, you just get them regularly checked by a vet. And I think that's the key because we can get a little bit relaxed. Um, and I, I even know that with, with my Maltese getting older, you know, uh, lately I have been saying, oh, I've really noticed he's, you know, starting to slow down a bit. He's getting older. But hang on, do get them checked because there could be something happening and, and we yeah. can fix it potentially. And they can't tell you. They, they, they only show you these clinical signs. They don't tell you, oh, mom, I'm really sore. I, I don't want to go for a walk because I'm really sore today. Yeah. You've got to be the one to think, oh, Maybe he's sore. Maybe we can do something about that. Some really good advice Mm. there, Katrina. We're going to go to Margaret uh, from Saltash. Now, your dog has some strange sleeping habits. I wouldn't say sleeping habits. Um, Since the weather's turned colder, she's an American staffy, and we have a little Maltese mini poodle, and we've been letting them sleep inside since it's got cold. Mm. And she has a mat in the lounge room (laughs) that she sleeps on, but we have a um, combustion fireplace. So about quarter to four in the morning, she'll come in and nudge me to tell me to go and put some more wood on the fire for her. And, uh, so I've got to get up and put some more logs on the fire and go back to bed. And an hour or so later, she might come and nudge me again to tell me I need to put some more logs on the fire. Oh, oh my God. smart! That's cute. So I get broken sleep because yeah, you know, she has got. A, I think she. I think oh, she wants to go to the toilet. So I go and open the door to let her out. She walks out the door and says it's too cold out there and turns around and walks straight back in again. <coughs> Just put another log on the fire for me. <laughs> I think it's amazing she's worked out, okay, more logs on the fire, the warmer the room. Yeah. 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 It's like having a newborn. I heard it, I heard it one night, <coughs> sorry, because um, she sort of licks when she's getting a bit nervous. And she was coming down the hallway and, and she didn't come into the room. And I thought, why hasn't she come into the room? So I've got up and walked out and our cat was lying in the hallway and she's scared of the cat. She couldn't come past the cat to come in and tell me. Oh, <laughs> <that she> maybe, <laughs> maybe that's the key. 
Well, you know what I think might be really good? If your dog's getting cold, why don't you get her dog, dog pajamas? You know, all the rage these days. And getting get, get a dog pajamas. Oh. I don't know if well, you've got any other tips, getting, Danny. She shouldn't be getting cold because we've had our fire going for three weeks non-stop. So the house is just warm, except you now as the timber starts to burn down. But, uh, she's no, just little she's lady just... muck. She just, yeah, you she know. Is. She is. <laughs> that's, oh, that's one of the things in winter that happens. All the different types of dog coats, dog jumpers. You've, you say dog pajamas as well for the evening. So you can do all sorts of lovely things for your pets to keep them warm. Is it? There's even heated dog mats, heated yeah, dog that would beds. Be good, like an electric blanket. Yeah, it is. Dogs. It's like that. So um, there's heaps of things available. Unbelievable. It's 12 to 1 and you are listening to Pet Chat. We're here right through until 1 o'clock. Wayne from Curry, you've got a question for our vet, Katrina, and it's about your pup. Yeah, I've got um, two Maltese Shih Tzus um, and one of them just lately has been getting an itchy ear. Um, so they'll, they'll shake their head crazy and um, then they'll have a scratch at the ear and I just don't know what it is. All right, okay. Well, thanks for that question, Wayne. Um, so is it just... Both or one of your dogs that's affected? Well, it's, it's both of them. Both yeah. of them? And and how yeah. old are they? Uh, one's about two and the other one's about six months. Okay. Well, um, there's quite a few things that, that could be going on. I guess one of the... Um, most common things that can happen is they can um, get little um, mites in their ears and that can be quite easy to to sort out you can get yourself some um, like a spot on that goes on the back of their neck that can treat them for for mites so um, I'd consider doing that first see if that solves it also have a little look inside their ears do they look really red and sore yeah they do look red actually Um, is there lots of discharge 
Have they got lots of muck uh, coming out? No, no, no discharge. Okay. Just the ears are red and they're warm. Yeah, like, you know. so they're a bit inflamed. Yeah. Yeah, I would say if there's no discharge and they look clean and they're just a yeah. bit itchy and sore, try doing the mite treatment first. If that doesn't work, then definitely get them to a vet and they can have a little look down their ears and see if there's any evidence of a, an infection um, that, that might need some um, further medication. On the on the spot on treatment, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Katrina, um, Revolution says on it, it says it's for e-mites. Yeah. So it's uh, just a little spot on once a month will keep that yeah, problem away. Yeah, just make sure you weigh them so you get the right size mm. and um, just ask them to um, show you how to apply it properly. Um, it's to go definitely on the skin. Yeah. Uh, we've had a few issues where people give it in their food or, mm. um, you know, they use the wrong size. So just... Um, get some advice when you're giving it from the pet shop. And so if um, if one dog has the mites, is it quite common that the other one will get them as well? Yeah, it can, yeah. can transfer between. Yeah, okay. All right, interesting stuff. 49216216, we do have time for more of your calls. First, though, let's have a little look at our weather. It's thanks to our sponsor, Snap Freeze Air Conditioning. Remaining windy and cold this afternoon. It's going to be like that for the next few days. I hate to tell you, there is the chance of showers as well. Right now, it is 15 degrees in Jesmond. Now, we have got to look at our pet of the week. We haven't done that yet. Katrina, we we feature a pet of the week that needs a home. And today... It's Jake. Can you see Jake's face there? Oh, what look at Jake. Everyone yes. can see Jake at 2NURFM.com. Click on Programs Pet Chat. Really easy. And you'll find him. Now, Jake is a male. He's only seven months old and he is a Kelpie cross. So he's really smart, but he's going to be really energetic as yeah. well, isn't he, Lots Katrina? Of walks, definitely. Um, he, he is much more of a smoocher at night than you might expect apparently so he does love cuddles this one but yeah he is energetic and he will need daily walks so Definitely. if you can't give him a walk each day he's probably not going to suit your lifestyle because he won't be happy and no doubt you won't be happy as a result of that no. <laughs> but he's just gorgeous look he's in foster care he's with two other dogs at the moment Get, gets along fine with them loves them so he's, he's good with other animals um he is very food driven so like this me. is good for training. Yeah, mm. yeah like me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with him. I'm really easy to train as well. Um, he learns quickly, and that's probably why, mm. Denny, because mm. he is food-driven. Um, so he's he's been great, but probably more training because he is such a, a young dog. And, and once again, training with food's the way to go. And if you do want more information, you can head to our website, 2NURFM.com, and uh, get all the links to, to get in touch with Jake. But he does look like a beautiful boy. So if you're in the market... Snap him up, I reckon. But, Denny, we've been looking at some interesting stuff today with particularly older dogs, and we wanted to touch a bit more on that. We did, just talking off air, one of the things I found talking to customers who've got older dogs, who've got arthritic pain, that once we've put them on the uh, glucosamine chondroitin um, product to help with the arthritis and the joints and so forth, there's been also a side benefit. Certain dogs, when they have that pain, especially at night, could be incontinent. Um, and when we've given that glucosamine chondroitin product, they've actually stopped that incontinence. And I'm not too sure you might be able to explain why, but it could be because they were in pain throughout the night, they're cold, the joints are in pain, so they're peeing, or maybe they just can't get up and go to the toilet, they're peeing on their bedding and so forth. But it's been a side benefit by giving them that medication, it stopped another problem, not wow. just the pain in the, in the joints. And one thing I'd like to mention is, 
you can buy glucosamine, you can buy chondroitin, and glucosamine seems to be very popular. But when the two products are together, so look for a product where we have the two ingredients together, it's 40% more effective. And uh, you were saying also about not using, Dr. Katrina, not using human grade or human yeah, products in regards they, to they, they have a different formulation and they can be quite high in salt um, in the human ones, which can be, um, you know... Um, not so great for for dogs and cats because it can cause um you know well exacerbate maybe kidney and, and heart problems yes. so definitely use pet only ones and there's loads of them out there so. and they're good quality yeah they are and you were mentioning about incontinence with cats who have got arthritic pain. yeah that actually the incontinence is um um, actually a sign of that they're arthritic because they don't want to either walk to the litter tray because it's too far away or because they don't want to get over the side of the high-edged litter tray. Ah, yes. So it could be something as simple as that yeah. that we're yeah. not realising. Just swap into a low-edged litter tray or moving the litter tray closer to where they like to sleep. Yeah. Some really good advice today. Daniel Carrington, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Dr Katrina, thank you for coming in no, as well. It's been lovely to have you both and some uh, great questions today. So Pet Chat is back again next week from midday. Lovely having your company.